Okay, Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us. Um, to get started, what does being fearless mean to you? Uh, to me, it means following my heart and following spirit and just really um, following what feels right in your gut. And even though, you know, it might not make any sense in any kind of logical, worldly way, to just, like, keep putting one step in front of the other just fearlessly and basically, you know, taking that leap of faith every day, <laughs> sticking to your desires and, um, yeah, just not making concessions on what feels right and what you know is true for you in your life, what you need to be happy to, you know, to lead a good life and be of service. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we as women allow fear to hinder us from being fearless and reaching our full potential? I think in general, you know, we have not been raised to live in this way. We have not been raised anywhere where we know that we can actually do things. So a lot of us think that we we can't, you know, like there's this underlying feeling that we cannot have what we want, we cannot achieve what we want, We it's impossible for us to do um, based on how most of us have been treated, right? A lot of us have been treated less than perfectly and it's it's led to um a lot of us feeling like we're not worthy or there's something wrong with us and and um it's led to a lot of self-doubt and so when you're doubting yourself it's hard to to move forward fearlessly right because you're just afraid and you're doubting you don't feel you don't feel connected to your purpose you don't feel connected to spirit you don't feel like you have the resources it's just this Mm -hmm. whole um feeling of not having enough and not having enough of resources or anything based on this underlying feeling of that you inherently aren't enough just because people have been telling you that there's something wrong with you or, you know, they've been treating you in ways that suggested to you that there's something wrong with you. And in truth, there's nothing wrong with any of us. It's just usually people that raise us their limitations. Mm Mm-hmm. And what are some of the ways that we can learn to live fearlessly to kind of start to believe that we are enough and we do have what it takes to reach the next level of success? Mm-hmm. So it really helped me, and I first did this not knowingly, is to understand universal laws. And one of the universal laws is that when you have a desire, you could only, you can literally only have the desire if the thing that you want um, is already here. So one way to to start shifting is to really allow yourself to want what you want. And you can practice that by, you know, by making choices in your daily life. It could start with, like, food. You know, when you sit down to eat, do you look at the, the price tag on the food in a restaurant, for example? Or, you know, do you, do you go by what you think you should be eating? Or do you really listen to your body and feel what's right for you? You know, you can start making start making choices based on what feels right to you. And people ask to to do things for them, you could pause and reflect, uh, you know, really, literally feel into your body and feel like, is this something I want to do right now or not? And then learning to say yes and no at the right time for yourself. Those are really very practical things that you can start doing right now, practicing right now. I see. And uh, I saw on your website that you mentioned integrating our masculine and feminine energy to create the life, business, and invest that we desire. 
I guess mm-hmm. I wanted to understand a little bit what you mean by integrating the masculine with the feminine. Mm-hmm. So in general, if we look at, you know, I look at everything as, everything is energy, and so I come from an energetic perspective at a lot of things. And if we look at who we are as a human being, we are made out out of several energies, but the main energies are the masculine and the feminine, right? We came from a father and we came from a mother. So those are the two energy streams that made us. And when you look at creation, it always meets both. There's always, you know, when you look at how a baby is made, there's a man and a woman. And it's no different when you're creating a book, when you're creating a relationship, when you're creating a life with someone, when you're creating a piece of furniture. The masculine and the feminine principle always has to come together. Unfortunately, by the way, you know, our society has been over the last 2,000 years, the feminine and the masculine have not been in harmony. And so within ourselves, most of us, we're not in harmony. We're either, and all of us have that, men and women. We have the wounded masculine, we have the wounded feminine and then we have the whole whole feminine and whole masculine. And when we're in the whole masculine and feminine, we're basically uh, a, a being that vibrates as a, as a harmonious frequency, right? If you just look at it, if you're, like, split into, like, wounded pieces of parts, it's more of a um, splitted energy. And when you're in wholeness, you're more of a unified, harmonic, harmonious um, energy. So when you're when you're creating and when you're manifesting, you're manifesting by your vibration. The, the more unified, the more harmonious your vibration is, the easier your life experience becomes. And so when I'm when I'm talking about integrating the masculine and feminine, um, there's many ways that you can do it, but it's always about really moving towards wholeness, moving, moving out of these wounded parts of ourselves. And for example, you know, the, the wounded masculine is like the slave driver. Like if you're working really hard, if you're always doing, if you can't settle down, if you always have to be in action, that's not healthy. That's like a, a wounded aspect of the masculine, you know. Um, if you're having a lot of trouble with commitment and you're very like flaky and you can't stick to anything and, you know, you, you maybe have a resolution and then the next day you can't stick to it. Like when there's a lot of like, mm, Non-committalness, that's more like the wounded feminine, right? And so, depending on where you are in your own life, you can, you can kind of assess in a way what your, what, what your weaknesses are, where you need healing and integrating. And there's many different ways how you can integrate and strengthen, you know, your inner masculine and your inner feminine. But there's been a lot of talk around, you know, healing the, the feminine and the, the, Divine feminine needs to come out, but actually, in my experience, you know, going from making less than $10,000 a year for most of my life to now having a million-dollar company, and I created that within three years, was was based on helping myself really heal both aspects and get strong in both of these aspects and unify myself energetically, if that makes sense. The question. Yes, it does. It's actually really interesting, something um, Mm -hmm. you you don't think about. Uh, Mm -mm. It's pretty great. Um, what are some of the ways that we can develop, I know, um, integrating our masculine and feminine being one? What are some of the other ways that you can give to help develop more confidence to approach um, the right client? 
is I know, you know, there's no point in being in business. Uh, Kimberly and I have actually talked about this a lot, and she loves to say it, you know, there's no point in being in business if you're not making any money. And, you know, there's so many things that can hold you back from taking that leap of faith. And, you know, confidence is definitely one of them. You know, sometimes we just don't believe that we can do it. Or Mm -hmm. maybe we don't even know that we're worth that much. You know, you may even Mm -hmm. settle for clients that don't pay you your worth. And Mm -hmm. so what are some ways that we can develop more confidence to approach the right clients? So in in my world, the way I I create the confidence is actually getting really clearer that what you want wants you. So if you have a desire, let's say you know you you're a let's just go with like a health coach for example, you know, you could not have the desire to work with people and get them healthy if inherently if there weren't people on the other end that are looking for you. Right. So getting really clear that it's not abstract. There's not some abstract people out there. But there's, like, real people that are looking for what you have to offer right at this point in time. And because that is true, you can actually um, step into the energy of these people and get really clear on who they are and then direct your marketing at them, create everything. It's a little different than, you know, basing it on market research because you're literally stepping into the energy of these people. You're finding out what they want. You're catering or you're creating a program that's based on their needs and then, from that comes to, so in my experience with my clients, that's where the confidence comes from, from the clarity, right? And um, one of the one of the formulas that I've seen working in my life and with my clients over and over is um, emotional integration comes first, then the mental clarity comes, and then the confidence, and then the money. So it's always like if you're not clear, if you're feeling confused, there's something that you need to integrate emotionally. Because once you integrate the emotional stuff, you'll have the clarity, and from the clarity, confidence will come, and from the confidence, money will come. Um, would the clarity be two-part, you know, not just knowing what you want, but knowing what it is you're seeking out? Um, <clears throat> you know, you can have clarity around a lot of things. Most people are in the beginning phase of their business. They're stuck around their niche, right? They go in circle. Like, what's my niche? And I'm not clear on what my niche is. And um, so it is two-parted because on one hand, you need to get really clear on what it is that you really lights you up and makes you unique. Right. And uh, you can only do that when you have freed yourself from emotional baggage because as long as you don't do that, you're kind of like just trying to do what everybody else is doing because you're not daring to be yourself, right? <laughs> and then so that's the one part, like really getting clear on again, like what is my desire? If I could, I could offer the service that would just blow my mind and make me so happy, and this really the, the son of genius for me. What would that be? And it's probably not something that's already done. You know, it's something that um, you'll probably have to create. But it is in service to a very specific person who wants to have a very specific outcome in their life. Usually, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're clear on those two things, then you can, you know, then in my, I see with my clients, then that's where the confidence comes from. And the same when I do this for romantic relationships, when people are clear on who actual, the actual person is, mm-hmm. um, everything falls into place. And when they get clear that that person is actually really already looking for them just as much as they're looking, you know, for him or her. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. And, um, and, you mentioned emotional baggage. Mm-hmm. 
what <laughs> what are some of the steps that you can even take because it's it's that's like you know it's something huge i mean when you think about you know everybody has their own life story their own journey mm-hmm. and you know but so many people go through more than others and it can mm-hmm. come in different ways so how can you even start the process to um kind of getting letting go of that emotional baggage what would be the first step <laughs> The first step to letting it go is actually to learn how to feel your feelings and be with your feelings because what normally happens with people is something happens in their life, they get triggered, and they react. And every time we get triggered, it's an opportunity to integrate emotional stuff, but we don't do that. Like, we get reactive, and we keep reliving and reliving and reliving, right, because we we just don't notice. And so if you can learn to actually stop and to feel, and by feeling, I mean, like, Literally just being in your body and sensing and feeling this whole thing that's going on that, you know, this emotion is creating within you. That will actually help you to literally integrate the emotion. It's much more about, like, the, the image I give is like a, a, an emotional imprint is almost like a frozen ice block in your nervous system. And so by stopping and feeling, you're actually learning to thaw the ice block or the energy that's been stuck in your nervous system, and that's how you heal and release it. Um, and I mean, there's several, re- like my book is a great resource, you know, for, to help people learn this. Um, then the mo- a modality called family constellations is a great mo- modality that will help you. There, and there's other resources, but, um, if you can really learn to work with your own nervous system and learn to just, um, feel your feelings rather than needing to figure out why it's happening and start getting into action and doing all these things, that, that will be a great first step. To bring yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, and what's the name of your book? It's called Blossom. Blossom. Mm-hmm. Your se- and then the subtitle is Your Seven Step Journey to Healing Childhood Childhood Sexual Abuse and Creating a Dream Life. Creating your dream life. It's a long subtitle. Oh wow. <laughs> um, this sounds amazing. Um, and what are some of the other ways that you? Um, you know, um, listeners or readers can connect with you? Um, my website is always a good way. And then Facebook. And if you want to, I can send you those links. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I can send you a link to my book, and then I can send you um, my Facebook profile. And okay. You have my website already, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, well, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. Um, it was definitely um, a really interesting interview. Um, different perspective on fear and the things that hold us back. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. This was amazing. Thank you so much, Carolyn, and thank you so much, Nancy. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. And then... Um, when you publish the um, interview, will you will let me know, or how does that work? Yes, I will. Um, I, I, I right now I'm kind of giving everybody. I'm saying, give me about mm-hmm. uh, about um, three weeks, just because we're catching up on a few previous interviews. So I would say mm-hmm. you can give me about three weeks. Um, at the most yeah. four, unless you have something urgent coming up, then um, no. you know. If you do, then I can try to push it, but I try to say if you can give me around three to four weeks, I can get that up. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.
Thanks, Kimberly. Sure, ladies. You're welcome, mm-hmm. my friend. Anytime. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.